Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a hunk of bittersweet chocolate, a jagged little pill, or a tepid beer to cry into, and get ready to get settled into a big puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. Yes, tonight we are talking about energy vampires. And if they are sucking the life out of your relationship or just, you know, if it just somebody in your life is making your life just worse and saggy and floppy and sad. So on that note, I am going to click on my lovely co-host Virgo Lass. If I can. <laughs> We're still getting used to the new platform. This is only, this is our first show on Podbean. We have practiced on Podbean, but um, this is the first actual episode. And so there's some things that we are kind of still playing with. But anywho, so basically that is Christmas time. And it is the time for giving. And some people, you know, it's an even exchange. And for others, it is really, really not. You just keep giving and giving and giving and giving until you're lying there flopping on the floor like a half-dead fish. And the other person is still like, hey, I still need something. And it's just, it's a, it's a bad situation. A lot of people... Um, are in it and they just keep kind of getting sucked back in. So um, apparently I've been notified that my co-host is offline. So I'm hoping that um, she can find her way into my, my little studio here. Otherwise it is going to be just me tonight. Um, okay. So anyways, the... I'm pulling up my, I made a list of energy and vampire signs. So signs that you are with an energy vampire. And I am hoping that, yep, can't get to her yet. All right. So I'm going to read the signs and then I will double check my screen because apparently I can't do both at the same time. All right. So the signs that you're with an energy vampire you are more tired after spending time with them. You spend most of your time listening to them rant about their job, their friends, their life circumstances, and you. They expect you to solve all of their problems as quickly as possible. They take it personally when you cannot solve their problems. They don't have the time or energy to listen when you have a problem, and they can react pretty negatively sometimes, uh, possibly insulting you um, or even getting kind of angry, shouting at you, that sort of thing, throwing things at you. Um, you are expected to drop what you're doing to help them when they have a problem. You find yourself giving them money or other items often or in large amounts, and there's always a big sob story that goes with that. Um, somebody is just, you know, there's an emergency and they just really need it just this one time, that sort of thing. They'll pay you back. Um, 
you feel like your needs are not being met unless they are in the right mood. And so if you catch them in a good mood, then, you know, they will, maybe they'll listen to you or they'll give you a ride somewhere or, you know, they'll cuddle with you. But like, if they're in the wrong mood, just, just not even worth it. Um, you put your own desires or dreams on hold because they need you right now and it's all about them. And lastly, they are jealous of you giving your attention to anyone else, including family, other friends, pets, that sort of thing. So it's um, energy vampires. The interesting thing with energy vampires is that they kind of cross a bunch of different... Okay, I see that I have my co-host is in the studio, but I don't know how to get to my co-host. Um, okay. Oh, there you are. Oh, you're, <laughs> your little uh, <laughs> picture was bouncing up and down. Are, are you there, Virgo S? I'm here. Do you hear me? I do hear you. <laughs> oh, good. I luckily had written out some uh, some lists for the show, so it it was a good thing. <laughs> um, I don't know if you heard them though, so if you want me to reread them, I can, and you can give your input. No, I think that I heard most of them. Okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, what are your thoughts about energy vampires? Okay. So the first thing that I think of now when I hear Colin, when I hear um, Energy Vampire, I think of Colin Robinson from What We Do in the Shadows. Have you seen that yet? Is that the one that's like the parody show with the werewolf and the vampire and stuff? Yes. Okay. I have not. I keep forgetting. I'm okay. Going to have to this do is that. going to be like homework for everybody after this show who is listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, like Colin Robinson is basically like lives in this nest of vampires and he is also a vampire, but he's an energy vampire. So he's just like this middle-aged guy, bald with glasses and wears like a sweater vest all the time. And he <laughs> works in an office and he thrives on small talk. Like he's that guy in your office who goes up to you and he's like, hey, working hard, hardly working. <laughs> And he'll just, yeah, he'll just like lean in like really close into your, um, into your uh, personal space and he'll just like talk to you about like anything you don't want to talk about and it's like the more it drains you, the more he feeds. <laughs> well, and that was, you bring up a good point because there's different, I was like, okay, energy vampires. Um... <laughs> I think my dogs are wrestling in the background, so God knows what people are going to hear. Um, but they are pretty much at every level of existence. You know, you can have somebody, you can be in a, a an intimate relationship with one. You could have one as a family member. You could have one as a friend or an acquaintance or just somebody you run into at a party or on the street or in the grocery store. I mean, there's just so many layers to this. Yeah, I mean, because Colin Robinson, he's definitely one type of energy vampire, but sometimes it's just that person who has a really big personality, and <laughs> everybody loves them, and you're always just like, 
what is wrong with everybody? This person is exhausting. Like <laughs> sometimes somebody with a with a big personality, they walk into a room and they just light it up. And then yes. some people, they walk into a room and they just suck it all up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I've known people that were like really outwardly um, just very charismatic and everything, but it was just like this roller coaster of, you know, just if they were in a good mood, it, everybody was like pumped up. And then if they were having a dramatic moment, it was just like, oh my God, you were just so drained afterwards. It wasn't even worth it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's the thing is that like, you know, there are those people where like, it's almost half and half where one minute they're giving you life and the next minute, like, yeah, their mood dips and it's like you become responsible for their mood in a way that nobody should be responsible for anybody else's mood. Oh my gosh. And so you're kind of talking about moods and everything and it it made me think because my background is psychology and I was thinking about, you know, yes, I've spent like 20 years in kind of the, the metaphysical sphere, but um, I also have, you know, a master's in psych. And so it's just like, okay, well, you know, there are a number of psychological disorders that kind of contribute to that, energy vampire kind of feeling you know you have people who are you know narcissists you have people who are bipolar you have people you know in all these different situations sometimes if somebody's just depressed you know and so it makes you kind of think like is this something that is transitional is it something that happens either um, every so often, or this person's just going through a rough patch, or is this something like narcissism where this is just it and you can't escape it. And the best thing to do is to distance yourself from it. And I think that also brings up a good point is that, you know, we don't want to sound like we're picking on anyone who might be neurodivergent because especially speaking of somebody is bipolar and their moods are swinging from like manic to depressive, I'd say the, the difference is when that person is um, conscious about their moods, you know, I mean, because a lot of people like will have a lot of anxiety, you know, like almost too much anxiety where they're just immediately like, oh my God, I'm bringing the entire room down. This is terrible. I have to get out of here. We're talking <laughs> and, and like, and that's definitely like something that you need a lot of therapy for. That's something that you really need to do your shadow work about. But we are talking about the people where they have absolutely no self-awareness about that whatsoever. They're just True. like, I'm in a bad mood and I'm taking everybody down with me. <laughs> or, okay, here's <laughs> the stupid things like you go to the doctor and you're waiting in the waiting room and there's somebody there that shuffles in that's just got like, and they tend like, this is probably before COVID, but there's like an empty waiting room and they choose to sit like right next to you. And then they start going on and on on this like litany of like physical ailments. And you're like, um, um, <laughs> it's like, you're just looking for an escape route. And it's just like, please just, just take me now. Just like, mm -hmm. I mean, and those people, you're right. They have no self-awareness at all. And it can even be when somebody is in a good mood and then they're pissed at you because you're not in as good of a mood. 
Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, oh, that borders on a few things. I mean, I definitely, I keep reverting back to narcissists because they're just so incredible. <laughs> just yeah. how they view the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Like, I, I remember even getting in, you know, fights with like friends in high school and stuff. Like, how can you, you know, why aren't you appreciating my whatever great thing that happened? And it's like, I don't know, because I had the worst day ever. Like, I'm trying yeah. here, but like, I'm just not, you know, I can't bring it. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, um, I don't live to validate you. I also have my own stuff going on. <laughs> um, I think the hardest actually is because there are like so many levels to this. So like if it's somebody that you are in a relationship with, which I think um, there's a lot with that situation. Um, but you know, if you find yourself constantly giving and that person is just, you know, you feel kind of like empty, like, you know, they're just never there for you. Um, that kind of thing, you know, over time, it doesn't get better. And I think you have to decide, is this the way you want to live your life or not? I mean, there are some people that just no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to please them. You're not going to be able to give enough Oh my goodness, my dog makes the strange oh, noises. Is that a dog? <laughs> I have two dogs. That is Sasha in the background. She is, I feel like um, I'm one of those announcers at the uh, Westminster Dog Show. She is a Swiss mountain kettle dog. She's in the mountain dog family, but she is smaller at 60 pounds. She's got a good amount of fur. <laughs> <laughs> and she sounds like that weird instrument that does the uh, Star Trek like music intro. <laughs> like a theremin? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she can make her voice sound just like that. So I'm like, okay. Um. I mean, my uh, cat, I don't think anybody can hear him like luckily right now. But yeah, he's throwing a giant hissy fist in the <laughs> kitchen right now. And it's like if I was at the cat show right now, I'd be like, is this Bowie? He's a trash gremlin that, <laughs> that my friend accidentally made when she didn't spay her other cats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a tough one. Although I am kind of jealous because my cat, my little black runt of a cat who's like nine pounds, maybe 10 because we changed his food and he's really liking the salmon. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's a tiny little, I've had 30 pound cats that are like turkey cats i love big cats but you know he doesn't really talk i mean every once in a while it's just a meow and it's mostly he actually is more like a gremlin because he gets mad or he wants things and he'll just start destroying things or like rattling cabinet doors until you <laughs> can stop so uh, he's a tool user <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that's how a lot of big cats are. Like my cat, he was bigger. He would just like make the teeniest little mews and that was it. But Bowie is like eight pounds and like a skinny little super meowdle. And <laughs> he has a voice on him and he is not afraid to use it. So wait, he's only eight pounds? He's, we've gotten him up 
to like eight and a half right now. We have been working on his chonkitude and <laughs> trying to trying to get some weight on him. See, unfortunately, I don't think that cats love the peanut butter like dogs do. But like um, Sasha was like 55 pounds until um, she needed pills for arthritis that are coated in peanut butter every day. And I swear to God, she packed on like five pounds in a month and a half. It's just been... <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, cut the peanut butter down. Um, so, but yeah, see, animals, I don't know. They're, they they can be, you know, you have to do everything for them, but you don't mind it. It's, it's exactly. not like a vampire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <don't love> them. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> um, so I, and... I had like so many lists because I was thinking there's just so much to talk about with energy vampires. Um, but I mean, when you have them, so like if they are somebody that you are dating or in a relationship with, um, that is the time to kind of reevaluate whether or not it's worth it to be in a relationship that, um, you know, where you're on, pins and needles all the time or you're just kind of like having to give regardless like you know when somebody's like going up to you and being like babe babe why is my shirt wrinkly you got to do something about my shirt and like you had just been up all night throwing up with the flu then that's an energy vampire <laughs> yes 100 <laughs> percent it's time for that guy to go so um but it's more difficult i think when it's a family member or even like a close friend that you know you just don't want to lose but you need to almost like think about ways to kind of limit your time with that person just so you don't get too drained and i mean i also want to kind of point out too that like not all energy vampires are the same in that like some people are just really sweet nice people they just really need a lot sometimes and it's just like you know like sometimes you go to visit your grandma and you're like I love being with you grandma but I need a break now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know that happens and that's okay and it's just um that's a different situation than somebody who's constantly pummeling you for things yeah, exactly. Like somebody who doesn't seem to recognize that you also have needs is just like so kind of a one way track. Like when you're talking with somebody and um, you try to say something about yourself and you get two words in before they like completely switch off back to themselves again. Oh, that hurts so bad. Because <laughs> you just sit there and you're like, okay, this is just a completely wasted like hour and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> wish i could multitask um well and that's the thing like okay so if we have a back and forth for a few minutes about like different like scenarios or like people or places or situations where you would run into a an energy vampire like can you throw one out i'd say for me it was um one of my previous workplaces where, um, you know, just so everybody in Podbean land knows, um, <laughs> I am an esthetician. And so I work mostly in spas, but I was working at a, a waxing boutique for a while doing eyebrows and stuff. And like, but it was 
I almost want to say that the energy vampire was the job itself. Like the people I worked with, they were fine on their own, but it was definitely kind of like a sorority vibe. And it was like company policy to have like the pop music blasting as loud as it could possibly go. And if I couldn't hear my client and they couldn't hear me, that was, that was a me problem apparently. (laughs) And if I wasn't like, you know, if I, if I just like came in and I just like needed a minute, like I just couldn't have that minute because I like, boom, had to be on. And you know, like the other girls would just keep their energy up to a 12 and my energy, like levels are usually like can get to an eight at most so, <laughs> so like, you're honest about it <laughs> yeah exactly and, and so like it just even looking back it's still shocking to me that I stayed in that job for such a long time I mean the money was good you know like is what it comes down to but in the end, I really don't think it was worth it because oh my god I would just go home like I wouldn't be able to talk like, you know, like my husband would be like, you know, oh, hey, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. Just put the food in front of my face and I'll just like pass out place down into it. And maybe (laughs) some of it will get inside. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you bring up a good point, because when you are in a, a situation where there's you're being sucked dry to that extent, it's like you don't care for yourself. You tune out. Um. And, you know, it just really, you take so many shortcuts in the life that you have outside of that time that it's like you're not really living. Yeah, I remember, I think that the the moment when I felt like it was time for me to leave, there were like these two girls that I worked with. And one of, I mean, one of them I could take in small doses. The other one, I did not like her and she did not like me. And they were like the type of girls where like they, when having a conversation, they would just kind of shout at each other. So like one would say one thing and then the other would say something in a higher pitch and the other would say something in an even higher pitch and the other one say something in an even higher pitch. Almost oh. to the point where it sounded like they were yelling at each other, even though they were, they were completely agreeing with each other. and and I remember it was just like on my last nerve so bad I just like thought to myself maybe I'm done with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah you sometimes just know when it's just your time to to go but I mean I'm when you talk about like the job being the, the the energy vampire I mean I think that that comes up a lot more often than you think. And people are so different. Like you could talk to somebody outside of work and they could be a completely different person, but then they're put in this weird synergistic situation and it they turn into somebody completely different. And it's just like, woo, I, I just, I've been in situations like that also. And it's, it's just terrifying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the weird, you know, I don't know, watch your back and God knows what they're saying when you leave the room kind of situation. Yep. <laughs> Always be closing. 
like i'm sorry but if you've met me like i i do close things but in a nice turtley let's do this let's really get down to the nitty-gritty and get to know each other kind of way <laughs> <laughs> i can't like to keep it on like that and just keep going and pushing things out like I, it's just i am not the best multitasker i feel like this is one of those episodes where i'm just kind of like it's more one of those um what do they taught like maybe a group therapy session yeah <laughs> like i i'm not a good multitasker i've tried <laughs> although research says that you know it's bad for your brain to multitask and you're just letting everyone down so you might as well just do things one at a time that makes sense <laughs> I, think it I think it depends. Like, you know, like sometimes if you're like ADD, then like, you know, multitasking is all that you know, because, you know, one task at a time just makes you really, really bored. See, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby oh. agrees with me. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, you know, multiple people knew I was doing this podcast at 1900 GMT time, <laughs> which at, I am in uh, the Chicagoland area on Central Standard Time. So it, I still don't quite understand the whole conversion. I was doing like weird things in Google. <laughs> I have both dogs down here with me. <laughs> Shout out to anybody in this house that can take the dogs anywhere else. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're just hanging. They're just like, you know, agreeing, like multitasking. Yes. Well, okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> my, where I do the podcast is like next to where I do my Pilates. I have the elliptical machine, the treadmill, all the things that I do to work out. And my mountain dog, Sasha, from a young age, um, somehow trained me to give her a cookie before I worked out. <laughs> <laughs> she has an internal sense of the time that I'm supposed to work out during the day. And this is typically my workout time. And ah. it's her cookie break. So now she's trying to alert me, hey, I need my cookie and you got to get on the treadmill, lady. You're on the phone right now. <laughs> Just like, please, no eye contact. Caesar says no eye contact and they'll they'll settle down. Um, so anyways, I digress. But, um... but yeah, another fictional energy vampire that I just thought of, like, you know, this is probably more like in my workplace experience than yours, like, especially when you work in any type of service industry, but like um, office space, like um, the guy who yells at Jennifer Aniston because she's not wearing enough flair. <laughs> that's the best um yes you know what why don't you expound on the flare for a minute i am going to just just check on these dogs so you just flare it up <laughs> okay so apparently i'm flaring it up okay so in office space um jennifer aniston is working at a tgi fridays type of place as a server and her boss comes up to her and says, um, you're only wearing 20 pieces of flair. You are supposed to be wearing 25 pieces of flair, which is like all the buttons and stuff on her uniform. And she's like, oh, I thought I had enough flair. He's like, no, you do not have enough flair. But like, I feel like that's like a good um, kind of example of a workplace vampire. Oh, where it's like, yeah, 
You're That's sucking, good. yeah, you're sucking my soul out with these pieces of flair. <laughs> well, and actually they have a term for that in psychology. Um, it's called emotional labor. And so anytime, yes. Yes, anytime somebody's forced to be in a mood that they're not ready to be in, um, it takes a psychological toll. And it's it's one thing if you have to do it every once in a while, but if you have to do that every day, um, it can be hugely challenging. If you work on any sort of hotline or crisis line or that sort of thing, um, you know, sometimes you just don't, you're exhausted yourself and you can't seem to be empathic enough, comforting enough for people. Or if, you know, those sales calls where you're supposed to be like, you know, smiling and hi, this is so-and-so and how can I help you? And, you know, it's just, it can be really wearing over time. That's actually a very good point. If we can like kind of maybe interrupt, uh, kind of draw a line between like regular emotional labor and energy vampires, because especially um, like women or anyone who's like, has like, you know, a lot of feminine, feminine energy. Um, we usually kind of get stuck with a lot of emotional labor, you know, where it's like, especially if you have like, you know, a family and kids and for whatever reason homework time always falls to you cooking dinner always falls to you there's like a million invisible chores where it always falls to you and if you don't do them they just don't get done because nobody else seems to care but they notice when it's not done um <laughs> and but like i feel like you need to like because I think that that's kind of a trap where like sometimes women fall into or anybody like, you know, could fall into being in a relationship with an energy vampire because you're just kind of used to people relying on you all the time and how sometimes you just don't notice that this person's relying on you a lot more than normal and that this emotional labor has actually become abuse. Like it's kind of like, you know, the metaphor of the frog being boiled alive you know like the just water's just getting that. hotter and hotter and hotter yeah oh my god you're right it's just and you don't know you're in it until it's almost too late and you're just like mm -hmm. you know um you've got like nervous ticks on your face or you know you keep getting sick all the time or things like that like um anytime you know you're energetically depleted it you know your whole physical system just takes such a beating Exactly. Yeah, like there was um was one guy that I dated like, you know, many, many moons ago. But um and okay, like maybe he is grew up to be a perfectly lovely person. Like I'm sure he probably did. Like first year we it was one of those things. Yeah, first year we were together, it was fantastic. Second year, it was not so great. I'm really, I'm reluctant to chalk it up to abuse. I really just want to say that it was more about, um, you know, being kids and him being like, you know, a boy and him like, you know, just kind of like, you know, having that sort of sense of entitlement. But one thing that I remember in particular is that he broke his glasses and um, was too, like, you know, poor slash cheap to get <laughs> new contact lenses. 
And so he took my pair of glasses and wore them for like a year. Like for a year, I didn't have glasses and I had terrible vision. And I could only wear, I could only see if I wore my contact lenses. And I wasn't able to get them back because he was too lazy to go to the, um, too lazy and too like, I, I'm not even gonna say poor. He had a job. He was too cheap to <laughs> go and get another another uh, pair. So he was just like making up excuse after excuse after excuse not to go and get his eyes checked. And so oh, finally, God. I told him that I would pay for the glasses <laughs> or I would pay for his new contact lenses. Yeah, yeah. It was the only. Way. And then like you know, and when I was there, I think that was the first time I realized something was really wrong about this relationship. Because the girls who were working there just looked at me like, oh, my God, you poor thing. What are you doing? (laughs) That is a prime example. (laughs) I am really impressed. Just I mean, like, I'm like so impressed that I'm losing my losing track of my no, but seriously, because there were so many levels of, of oh my God, the fact that you let him walk around like that for a year. I mean, that in and of itself. And then the only way to get him to stop was to pay for it. Like, yeah. holy cow. So how long were you guys together after you bought him the glasses? Oh, not very long. <laughs> and that what that wasn't what, like, yeah, yeah that wasn't what broke us up. But there, it, it like you know. But there, eventually, like you know, there was whipped cream and a cherry on top. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know how to top that one. <laughs> I mean, I've had you know guy friends in the past that were like kind of drama queens and you know it was just like everything was about them and when they were in a good mood um you know they were helpful and they would you know work on a project with me or we would like go have a nice day or that sort of thing and then you know if they were in a bad mood then you know it was just like uh, i mean one person would actually like get angry and be like you know why are you here or like you know i don't feel like talking for a few days or like that sort of thing and it's like uh okay but then when they need something then they reach out to you again on their terms when they're ready yep (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah and i i had a friend uh, a girlfriend in high school who um it was more kind of dramatic um kind of things where it was like it it was really dramatic things you know I feel like killing myself um you know just things like they'd call me and say that and I had gone around and around I mean I was a teenager you know but I even knew like if you really are struggling call for help whatever but I knew this person just kept saying it over and over and it was like um okay well you know did so and so not call you back yeah okay well (laughs) but you know it's like this huge emergency and you got to drop everything and whatever and it was usually over a guy exactly yeah 
<laughs> so. Yeah, and especially like, yeah, when you're a teenager and it's like, you know, the most dramatic time of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everything else pales in comparison. It's like, um, well, I was thinking there was this thing about like even music. I can't remember what the deal is with music but for some reason how your brain perceives music or because you have all these hormones going through your body and like how things solidify in your brain over time that like music is just more experiential when you are a teenager than you know pretty much any other time in your life and so those songs from like you know your teens and early 20s are the ones that you kind of carry with you they're like almost embedded in your soul because oh no it is so true. Like, do not, I, I could not tell you about anything that I learned in like math class when I was 15. But I mean, I like every now and then a song will come on and damn if I do not know every single word. Damn, what? it's very like last nuance <laughs> down to the pauses and the number of babies in it. <laughs> well, the question is, and this is like the pressing question of the day, like, you know, that Chris Isaac song, you know, what is it? Something about falling in love. I don't even know the exact title, but, you know, is it that like music currently is just not as good as that? Or was that just like this like hugely epic song that nothing else can compare to? <laughs> because every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Like it's right in the field. Yeah. <laughs> warm fuzzies <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just anything i hear nowadays i'm like that's a nice song am i gonna remember it two years from now uh, probably not <laughs> but that is something though that i've read that you aren't old until you stop experiencing music that way or even like you know just even like listening to new music that's kind of like you know the line in the sand between like you know um I think getting older slash aging. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know, this whole episode is just like not making me feel real. Like, I'm like, you know, everybody get in your positive puffy cloud and get that mystic morsel of goodness. But I'm just like, holy cow. <laughs> um, so there's. <laughs> I don't even know how to bring that back. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I feel too that like, I wonder if it would just be different if maybe, I mean, because if you think about all music is very much geared towards like, um, you know, geared towards kids, you know, it's like all about like the first love. It's all about falling in love. Like, you know, like where's the music for people who have been in a relationship for 20, 30 years? You know, like, <laughs> what kind of music does that sound like? <laughs> I don't know, probably just really depressing. <laughs> it's like a dirge or, or a Beach Boys bop. Yeah. But that's, but like, that's also too, like, you know, what's kind of hilarious is like when you go to see like your favorite band that, you know, from high school <laughs> and they're like 55 and they're singing songs about like how much they hate their dad and how like their parents don't understand how the girl just dumped them and <laughs> you're right yeah i just um <laughs> yeah so much fun um, so i'm i'm tearing up um and mascara give a shout out to um 
lights, camera, lashes, tart mascara. Ooh. <laughs> you can apparently tear up and not too much of it is going into my eye. <laughs> oh, and cruelty free. <laughs> oh, everything I wear is cruelty free because, you know, gotta love the fuzzy animals. Um, so, okay, we have, I have like a bunch of things kind of to cover about energy vampires. Um, and I was going to kind of go into ways to protect yourself, but I'm kind of wondering like, okay, so scenarios just to kind of like circle back. Oh my God, this is so, this is so corporate. Let's unpack this. <laughs> Let's unpack this and circle back. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make an impactful statement now, a mission statement, if you will. <laughs> um, I really need to do that. Actually, I need to come up with a mission statement for this. <laughs> <laughs> not today all right um but anyways uh scenarios though and different things okay so you have people in relationships you're getting, you so, can hear <laughs> yeah people in relationships and you know that is like one level then you have the family members and the friends that you know maybe well okay i'm gonna break that into two categories you've got the well-meaning family members and friends and then you have the ones that are actually a drain but you don't feel like cutting yourself off from for whatever reason completely and so those would be like the mom that's kind of constantly like critical of you and kind of making little snide comments but like not overwhelmingly abusive but you also want to kind of you know limit your time but also in that category i would say are frenemies yep <laughs> <laughs> now Enemies are an interesting thing because they sometimes you do have to put up with them, say in a workplace or maybe you're in a class together. But if you don't have those situations and they're just, you know, in your circle, that's when you need to reevaluate. Yeah, that's the worst when it's just it's part of the friend group. And so you know that you just can't get away from them or else that means dumping the entire friend group, not just them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. Um, so, so many people <laughs> like that out there. It just really makes you like, you know, you'll go to a party or something and they'll be like, wow, your hair looks really good today. <laughs> You're like, um, thanks. <laughs> it's just uh not not so fun yeah yeah exactly nobody likes being mean girled when they're like you know out of high school oh my goodness yeah that's uh that's so much fun but um actually though in the corporate world there are a lot of frenemies and um it is a very delicate dance with the frenemies at work so it's because you know that there's going to be talk and backbiting and everything else. And you just have to like, here's the emotional labor component, smile and nod and you know, everything's great. Sure, I'll do that extra huge project. Let's go. <laughs> yup, yup, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing is that like, it's impossible to fight back because <laughs> if you do, they're just gonna turn it around on you and be like, oh my God, why is she so obsessed with me? She's so jealous of me. Oh my God. <laughs> or so and so dropped the ball. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh no. 
Um, so there are situations though, and that's why protecting yourself is so important, which we will kind of touch on in a minute that, you know, you can't, they're inescapable, but there are other situations. So say, you know, you are, you run into them at a, a public, you know, place, a doctor's office, a grocery store, that sort of thing. Um, you know, you just kind of smile and nod and go on your way. But um, I think the most annoying place for energy vampires are parties. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like, especially that's, I think when you go back, circling back to Colin <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> Circle back. Um, <laughs> when like, yeah, like, cause you have to like, yeah, when you're like, you know, you have to make small talk and you've got a drink in your hand and you just can't really get away from them. <laughs> And you know what? You're okay. So say you don't go out much. Now, granted, let's pretend this is well, a fantasy yeah, universe. Let's, where... let's pretend that this is pre 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, a mystical world where you can go to a party and I don't know. Oh my God, take a sip of someone else's drink to try it. <laughs> <laughs> Just breathing all over each other in an enclosed space like a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Uh, yeah no spin the bottle anymore <laughs> um but anyways so you know you are you're at a party you don't get out much you're like oh my god it's been like you know two or three months i've been looking forward to this and then you get cornered by someone for like you know an hour and a half two hours like your whole party experience can change based on whether you run into someone like that yeah, like I remember um, one time I was out and, you know, like I was um, with a friend who's a, mus who's a musician. And so she was playing that night and there was this girl who was just like out. I think that she just like needed to get away from like the husband that night. And so she was talking to me and at first it was fine and everything. But then she's like talking the entire time during my friend's set. And it was kind of like, ah, okay, like, that's nice that you like my friend said, but could you like, just stop talking a minute? Cause I really want to hear this. Oh, the talkers. Yeah. 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 They talk over movies. They talk over, like they make, they talk inappropriately loudly at, I don't know, any type of performance. And you're like, shh, <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> um, but also the, the worst part is when you end up going to, several parties in a row at, that the other person is invited to and they just keep finding you. <laughs> <laughs> their new best friend. Uh, it happens to me so much. I've got this like smiley, happy face that's just like, you know, unfortunately very approachable. <laughs> See, that's the thing though, is because yeah, you're an empath. And so like empaths really are an energy vampire magnet. <laughs> Oh my God, you're right. It is. It's, it's, they are the yang to my yin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of attract that sort of thing. And it, I've actually, that's why I, I've come up with some ideas as to how to protect yourself because it really has been something that I had to put into practice. And I suffered for many, many years before um, I became cognizant enough of the situation to actually like, Take some actionable steps. See, I'm going back into corporate lingo. <laughs> Where's my diagram? <laughs> we'll flowchart it. Um, let's talk about the funnel. <laughs> um, for those of you out there who don't have any experience with funnels, they're terrible. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. I'm like, oh, that's a new one. <laughs> 
you know what? I spent many, many years uh, happily outside of the funnel. And then I went into marketing for a while and um, it's, it's the sales funnel. And it talks about, not to digress, but it talks about the huge amount of people that you have to kind of like attract to your site or whatever for like one person to buy something. And it's actually astronomical. Like they go through so many calculations and there's so many layers of the funnel and it's like just kind of mind blowing. But um, I don't, yeah, glad not to be in the funnel. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, energy vampires are really kind of, they definitely leech your, your soul. Um, so there are some ways to kind of protect yourself and it really depends on the level of vampirism you're experiencing. Um, but these are just some general guidelines. So you can limit the amount of time you spend with them. Um, you can also understand that you will never be able to give enough time, money, attention, or energy to make this other person happy. And you either have to just kind of like, ride that wave or, you know, just disconnect completely. It really depends on the situation. Um, reassess the relationship and think hard about whether that person should stay in your, your life. And that again, you know, if it's, um, if it's a romantic interest and somebody is treating you that way, it's pretty much an easy answer to just say, you know, you deserve better. Basically it's a little bit harder with uh, relatives and that sort of thing. Uh, make sure you ground yourself before seeing them and picture a protective shield of light around you and just kind of like really, I mean, you can even use some crystals that are protective and grounding, you know, some turquoise, some black tourmaline, some smoky quartz, even just like some things to kind of like bring your energy kind of close to yourself so it doesn't expand too much. And uh, that protective bubble of light. Um, you know, granted, you can envision different colors, especially if the person um, has different expectations of you. I always revert back to gold because it just seems to be the most uh, energetically just cleansing um, color as the default. But like, you know, if somebody has a lot of medical issues and they tend to be around you a lot uh, complaining or needing a lot of things, you might want a green bubble because green is kind of nurturing and healing and that sort of thing, just to kind of give you like an extra like vitamin boost. Um, also, uh, this is an interesting one and it kind of goes back to cords of attachment. So Sometimes, and it could be like a karmic thing, you know, you could be in the same, you could be kind of re-experiencing the same situation until you learn from it. Um, you could be kind of bonded in a, a soul way um, where you need to learn from each other. But, um, and people confuse that actually with uh, kind of a, a true romantic relationship versus kind of a life lesson relationship. Um, they both have worth in their own way and, you know, learning experiences are, are still, um, important in life. Um, they're not always going to kind of end up the way you think, but, um, sometimes if you find yourself, especially with an energy vampire, um, and particularly a narcissistic energy vampire where they keep kind of discarding you, that's kind of a term for the narcissist community, kind of your, basically labeled as a supply. And when you, when they are bored with you or they find somebody better, they discard you, but they keep you 
you know, on the rotation. And so when they get bored with someone else or the other person runs out of money or whatever, they will come back to you and be like, oh, I missed you. I really did realize I loved you. La, 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 la. Um, so in that particular scenario, it's very probable you have a court of attachment linking yourself with that other person. And so um, it's a really good thing to kind of visualize. It's a silver cord. Um, they kind of talk about it a lot with like, um, out of body astral travel, out of body experiences, it's the same cord. So um, those kinds of things get tangled together, linked. Just, you know, if there is a particular one that is connecting both of you, just imagine yourself with a big ceremonial, you know, piece, pair of scissors, kind of like the ones that they open a new business with and cut that cord and watch that person, you know, drift away in a very like peaceful, loving way. Um, that can actually do a lot because, you know, when you are at peace psychologically, then you react and respond to that energy vampire in a different way. You're not playing into their manipulations. Um, listen to your gut and pay attention to red flags. If someone's behavior just isn't sitting right with you, you need to cut that person loose. If there's a lot of lies, if, um, things aren't adding up. If um, money is kind of not going to things that they said it was going to go to, you're giving them money for a surgery and they end up buying a motorcycle. That's not right. And it's not going to get better. Um, take time out to meditate before and or after spending time with that person, just to kind of cleanse yourself, your aura, get back to um, just a little bit more peaceful. Cause it, it can be very um, anxiety provoking to be with a person like that. Set boundaries as to what you will give that person time, dollar amount types, quantities of favors, etc. Realize that you cannot save this person and that goes back to, you know, you have to be okay with that or you have to, you know, go on your merry way. Um, and if worse comes to worse, you can always use the cactus method. Oh, what's the cactus method? <laughs> I'm glad you Tell asked. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah. The cactus method is what it's a feng shui technique and uh, it's really awesome because it's a cactus is alive. It's prickly. Um, it's a way to kind of have a person leave your life and be happy and productive somewhere else and be like really excited about going. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. <laughs> So um, <laughs> you can either use an actual cactus or you could even take a picture of a cactus. And what you do is you just write the person's name and, you know, stick it under the cactus or behind the picture of the cactus and you put it in your fame area of your bagua. So like your first floor and it, you can do this even at your office. You can kind of do the bagua in your um, office cubicle, your, you know, if you actually have an office with a door, um, or at home, first floor is best. But basically, it's you divide your first floor into nine equal quadrants, and the front door is usually at the front of the quadrants. And we're talking about the fame area is actually in the back area of the grid. So it's in the back middle section 
and you just kind of put your cactus in that area. And I have seen it work so many times. It's scary. Oh, wow. Um, there are times, like there was somebody, I know my sister used it with a coworker and then they got a promotion and they moved like to a different state. Um, somebody else used it with a boss that they weren't getting along with. And the person, uh, and this was in the, um, education community, the person took a sabbatical, like within a month of that, and they were going to be gone for, I don't know if it was six months or a year. Um, and there were other things that I just can't even like, are not on the top of my mind, but I mean, this, this stuff really works. So definitely something to try. Okay. I I mean, because I really don't have any energy vampires in my life right now, but like now I really wish I had known about that cactus trick <laughs> many other times where I have had that. But one thing that I was going to say is that like, you know, if it's somebody who's a friend who maybe turned into a frenemy or like, you know, somebody that like, you know, you care about them, but you realize they are draining you like, you know, energetically and maybe even financially too, but you're just not ready to cut that cord yet is... um just very, very simple, write their name on a piece of paper and put it in the freezer. And that's you putting them on ice. Ooh, and, I like that one. Yeah. And then like, you know, further on down the road, you can decide if you're ready to take out that piece of paper and either thaw it out or burn it. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> there's something cathartic about burning, let's be honest. <laughs> yep. It's just like, I don't know, after being in the freezer, really, is thawing going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you had to go in the freezer eventually, I mean, next up is probably going to be the fire, but but you never know. You never <laughs> I'm like, know. yeah, like, but you'll, you'll probably maybe just like, you know, take that piece of paper and put it in a notebook. Because if they've been in the freezer once, they might need to go back there and again. You never know. <laughs> it's a timeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going back in the freezer. <laughs> but you can't say that, you know, so anyone can hear. Because they'll be like, who are you keeping captive? <laughs> <laughs> we should call the FBI. <laughs> yeah. It could, it could be like, you know, maybe a little like hard if you have roommates. And they like, you know, open up the freezer. And they're a bit like... Why is Joey's name in here? <laughs> oh, <no>. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so much. That that's a good idea though. I will definitely have to keep that in mind. So I don't know. I think we've actually kind of covered the bases for energy vampires. Um I know that the next episode we are going to be kind of uh having a winter solstice party <laughs> i know it's yule everybody <laughs> so um that'll be a good time but uh i might actually have to make some sort of weird spiced punch before that what is that the mold wine Ooh, glog the glog yes yeah <laughs> You know, actually, um, because I live in Chicago and I'm just going to go ahead and give a shout out to Simons, who is not paying me for this shout out, but they could. Hey, Simons. Hey. But um, in Andersonville, they are a really like, you know, old time Swedish bar. They've been around like forever. They have the best blog and they are doing carry out right now because we can't drink indoors. But you, you can still have your blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's stumble out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I had to go there. <laughs> carry, yeah, carry out, then stumble home. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, really, like we are open to sponsors. So anybody out there, I still am hoping for country donuts at some point. A good donut every once in a while is all it takes. <laughs> but the... But the first way in order for us to get sponsors is if you like us, please follow us. Uh, <laughs> we can also find us on um, different parts of the internet. Like um, I believe we are like Mystic Chick at Twitter. You can we have like a Facebook page. Um, and you can find us. Uh, we don't have Instagram yet, but we might have Instagram at some point soon. And uh, if you like us, um, maybe even just throw us a, rev a review in any of the places where you listen to podcasts. Definitely. And remember to share with your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Say these two girls were awesome and not annoying at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? This is our, our first uh, Podbean show. So uh, after our, our great migration, I think that uh, this has gone very, very well. I am very excited to be on Podbean. This is an awesome platform. And shout out to my co-host Virgo Lass for being so awesome and for recommending Podbean. Yes. <laughs> so I hope everybody out there in TV land has a wonderful night. And remember to uh, definitely follow us and tune in again. And um, anybody who wants to call in, we are open to call-ins. So I hope everybody out there has a great night or day or whatever GMT time frames mean. <laughs> I've got nothing. I'm in <laughs> Central Standard Time. So I Greenwich Mean Time is escaping me what time it is in that part of the world. But wherever exactly. you are, whatever time. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you are, I'm sure it's happy hour o'clock. Yes, there you go. Thanks for another happy hour episode. And uh, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. <laughs>